Welcome to All Things D&D's Story Dungeon, where we share amazing Dungeons & Dragons stories with you every two days. Now heading inside the dungeon, we have... What would happen if a famous historical event was played out as a D&D session? Story number one, World War Critical One. The motorcade is traveling towards you. Mehmed Basic, roll for initiative. Four, the car drives past before you have a chance to act. God damn it. Don't worry, guys. This is why we have backup in place. Kabrilovic, it's your turn. I get, uh, two. Crap. You also fail to do anything before the Archduke's car rolls past. Kabrinovic? I get 14. Ha! I throw my bomb at the Archduke's car. The bomb sails through the air. Roll to see if you're successful. 8. Uh, what happens? The bomb bounces off the convertible cover on the back of the car and explodes beneath the trailing vehicle. The Archduke's car speeds off and you see the guards converging to arrest you. I don't want to give my party up. They still have to finish the mission. I take my cyanide pill and jump in the river to commit suicide. Roll. Roll? For suicide? Yes, you're being chased by guards. You don't need to get anything good. Okay, it's, uh, it's a one. Oh, wow, that's really bad. Okay, you fail to die and are beaten by the surrounding civilians before being captured by the guards and taken into custody. The bomb also caused the driver to speed away, driving past the rest of you before you have time to act, and Franz Ferdinand has reached his destination to give his speech. Princip, it's your turn. Ha, <laughs> F this. This isn't gonna work. The dice are against us. I go for a drink. Ah, oh, come on, man. Don't be like that. Nope, screw it. You guys can carry on if you want. I go to get a coffee and enjoy the rest of my freedom, before Kabrinovic gives us all up. Do I need to roll to see if I successfully drink my coffee? Sure, if you want. Fine. I get... a 20? How the hell did that happen? Really? You wasted a 20 on successfully drinking coffee? Come on, GM, what happens? Alright then, so you go to get a coffee. But as Archduke Franz Ferdinand is leaving his speech, his driver takes a wrong turn, and his car is now parked directly in front of you, undefended. I shoot the Archduke! I get a 16! You hit and kill the Archduke Franz Ferdinand and his wife. You succeed in your mission, and inadvertently start World War I. Good game, well played. This is how my group's dice actually work. Just a load of failures until we manage to fail successfully. Story number two, Lou Boo, more like Lou Bluff. Okay, the army's coming towards you. What do you do? I tell everyone to hide, then I open the front gate. Is that good for a bonus? A bonus for what? Bluff. The DM stared at the bard. He opened his mouth to speak, but the rogue spoke for him. You can't be serious. I am. The fighter chimed in. How do you expect this to work against an army? The bard merely shrugged and continued his description. I'll climb to the lip above the gate and begin playing my lute. You hear the footsteps of the army approaching. The DM was rolling dice behind a screen, glancing warily at the bard. I keep playing. The wizard panicked. Uh, I go to close the... Leave it open, the bard interrupted. The DM wanted nothing more than to wipe the smirk from the bard's face. You see Lu Bu in the distance, leading a host of 100,000. I roll perform. The dice clacked against a still wooden table. Not the best roll, but the dulcet tones of the lute still echoed well through the thick forest. Ahead, the army stopped, appraising the situation, discerning the motive of the bard on the balcony. Okay, bard, roll bluff. 
The DM was hunched like a cat behind his screen, ready to pounce. One roll in front of the screen from the bard. One roll behind the screen from the DM. The true testament of will came on part of the DM, who despite careful maneuvering over the length of his campaign, despite his bonuses, his banners, his buffs, turned his army back through grit teeth instead of flipping the whole damn table. An empty fort or a trap? Bluff hard enough and you can convince anyone of anything. Story number three, The Resurrection. The room fell silent. The GM shifted for a better look, the players all staring at the center of the table, where a D20 had come to rest over a crudely drawn map of a desert village. Above it, an outstretched hand quivered slightly. Damn, said Mark. John took in a heavy breath and began to leaf through the rulebook in front of him, searching for the section on character deaths. Luke glanced over to Matt, whose hand was still outstretched and whose eyes were still locked onto his D20. Tapping the table nervously, Luke turned to the GM. Well, you gotta give him a saving throw or something, he said. That was the saving throw, replied John, running his finger down the page. Yeah, but at least one more, said Luke. Surely? You all knew the rules for disease. You chose to complete the dungeon instead of heading straight back for aid. You got the experience, you got the treasure, but that comes at a price. And this time, well... John trailed off for a moment and pretended to keep reading. Sorry, Matt, he mumbled. Matt didn't reply. He didn't look over. He just slowly brought his hand back to his side, a blank, shocked expression on his face. I just don't think it's fair, said Luke. I mean, it is in the rules, said Mark, shifting uncomfortably and avoiding looking at Matt. Don't get me wrong, it sucks, but it's part of the game, you know? The three fell silent again until Matt slowly got to his feet. I'm gonna go get some water, he breathed. Okay, mate, said Mark. Sure thing. Do you want me to started Luke, but Matt was already halfway to the door. Luke waited until he had left and then rounded on John. You can't do this to him, John, come on, he said as urgently and quietly as he could so Matt wouldn't overhear. He loves Laz. It's probably his favorite character from any adventure we've ever done. John squirmed. I'm sorry, I can't just flub rules whenever you want me to, he mumbled. If I did, why even bother rolling the dice? Look, I'm not asking for you to let us win everything, said Luke pressing in and resting a hand on the rulebook. Did we complain when I rolled one short of a successful sneak and alerted the whole goth camp? Or when Mark raged and then missed his attacks on every single legionary? John shook his head. And to a disease, Mark added. Come on, man. That's a crap way for a character to go. Throw him a bone here. Did you see his expression? Said Luke. I think if he go through with this, he might never play again. Okay, okay. John threw up his hands. Fine, I take your point. I'll... I'll come up with something. It was four minutes later when Matt slouched back into the room, his expression still one of numb shock. As he reached the table, he looked down at his character sheet and his lip trembled. John cleared his throat. As the body of your beloved party member grows cold on his bed, the two of you spot a newcomer approaching from the next village. He is shrouded in light robes and has a long, clean beard. A band of admirers follow closely behind him. Luke and Mark exchanged a glance. I roll perception said Mark. Does he look like a plebeian or is he someone powerful? Mark rolled the dice, 17. This is definitely no ordinary plebeian, said John with a smile. This is a man of great power. In fact, it's a man you both recognize, a great adventurer not long since retired, the most powerful bard slash sorcerer the Middle East has ever seen. Matt looked up suddenly as Mark and Luke both shouted out with grins plastered onto their faces. Jesus of Nazareth! John nodded and looked to Matt, who seemed on the verge of tears. Gently, John continued. 
The level 20 adventurer recognizes his old apprentice lying dead before him. Asking nothing in return, he prepares a wish spell and approaches the bed of Lazarus. I did not see that coming. Brilliant! Story number 4. One-Shot Assassination I've got this. The sound of dice rolling in the cup echoed around the tiny attic. The others rolled their eyes. You don't have this. Just stop. If you miss... He grinned. I'm not gonna miss. The man sitting across the table sighed, rubbing his forehead. Lee, just stop this. You only have him in your sights long enough for a single shot. I got this. You're a jerk, you know? The woman sitting farthest from him burst out. Do you know how long it took for us to get here? You can't just- Mary, please, stop, Lee said, grinning as he shook the cup. The man sitting at the head of the table waited, a smile tugging at the corner of his lips. He'd been planning the campaign for a long, long time. He hadn't expected it to play out like this. Don't tell me to stop, Mary snapped, sitting back in her chair. If you take that shot, it's gonna glance off. The guards are all going to swarm the tower and you'll be done. You're too far away. Mary, please, I've got this, Lee said, still rolling. A bead of sweat dripped down the back of his neck. Maybe this wasn't such a good idea after all. You're not even from the right direction. The angle's all wrong. How's that supposed to work? No, he had it. He'd played everything straight. The buffs to his luck and agility should be enough to get him through. If they missed this chance, it would take them forever to get it back. If he missed, the party would do fine without him. He'd be left starting from scratch again, but that was just the game, wasn't it? The limousine is still rolling, Lee. The man sitting at the end of the table droned on. What are you going to do? He turned to Paige idly, smirking. Lee grinned. One shot, right? The game master sighed. One. One shot. Lee, Mary said, her eyes tight, but Lee was already rolling. The dice flew from his cup. They slammed into the table with a clatter, scattering. The group threw themselves forward, eyes locked on the dice. For a long moment, there was only silence as they stared. It was broken by the sound of Lee's laughter, strident and loud. <laughs> yes! Yes! Oh yeah, you all owe me! You owe me so hard! Mary, you owe us pizza! She sat back, lips pursed, but there was a grin tugging at her lips. The game master closed his book slowly, chuckling to himself. That wasn't how it was supposed to go. He'd had so much more planned out, so many more challenges they were supposed to face. But it was impossible to argue with the perfect role, no matter how implausible a situation that put him in. Congratulations, he said, pasting a smile onto his face. One shot, assassination complete. So there was never another shooter? Just a natural 20? I believe it. Thanks for listening to All Things D&D's Story Dungeon. We'd love to have you subscribe and review us on iTunes and Spotify. Catch our new episode exactly after two days. Until next time! <laughs>